This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You're listening to A Neighbors United in Christ, 
parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Steve Helling. I'll be leading the service today. Thanks today to Jim Hagerut and Debbie Tag, our musicians, and I'll be reading and doing the children's message and the sermon. And special thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen. You were able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Deloitte and Shelley Larson. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, and a cross to enhance your worship space. You may also want to have a Bible, and if you have children present, a children's Bible as additional worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with our gathering songs. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall Listening to every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Not the labors of my hands 
Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou judgment throne, rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together. If we knock, God will open the door. If we seek, we will find. If we ask, God will give it to us. We give thanks for God's wisdom and generosity. We confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, Christ came into the world and showed us how to live. We have failed to live by what he taught. We have not loved you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We have not done to others as we would have done to ourselves. Shine a light on our hearts that we might turn from the shadows of our sin and walk in your ways. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. By his abundant love, all your sins are forgiven, that you might walk in the light of Christ. Amen. It is easy to judge others. If they don't agree with us, they're wrong. If they make different choices, they're bad. If we don't understand them, they're stupid. When the truth is we don't understand them, simply because we don't try. We are so focused on the speck in their eye that we don't notice the log in our own. Let us pause when we are tempted to judge. Let us put ourselves into the other's place. Let us default to compassion and open our ears to truly listen. Then, with God's help, we might treat them with respect and love as we want to be treated ourselves. And now, the prayer of the day. Righteous God, judgment belongs to you alone. Make us aware of our own limitations that we may act with compassion toward those who differ from us. We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. The first reading is from Psalm 37, 16 through 18. Better is a little that the righteous person has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will abide forever. And now the children's message. Good morning, young neighbors. Winter finally got here. Boy, was it cold this week. I have a question for you. Put on your thinking caps. How easy is it to be mean and critical of others? What are some of the ways people do this? Speaking about others behind their back, 
using Twitter, Facebook, spreading rumors that are not true. Unfortunately, people do this a lot. I have another question for you. How does it feel when somebody talks badly about you? And worse, it isn't even true. How about when they do it behind your back and you find out from someone else? How about when it is done on social media and you can't even tell who's doing it? Do you feel betrayed? It isn't fair. Remember, if you do it to someone else, they feel what you just said was unfair. Now let's think about how God and Jesus want us to act. Should we judge others when we don't know the whole story? Of course not. God and Jesus want us to do this. Think before we speak. Pray and ask for help. Learn to forgive, even though it isn't easy sometimes. I have another question for you. How does it feel when somebody treats you nicely? Good, appreciated, loved, cared for. It's a great feeling, isn't it? That's what God and Jesus want us to do whenever we can. There is a great simple thought that Jesus spoke in our text today. Do you know what the golden rule is? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now let's think about that. Treat others as you would want to be treated. It doesn't get much simpler than that, does it? You could almost sum up all the teachings in the Bible with that one thought. I have another question for you. If you choose to treat others badly and behave, behave badly, how do you expect to be treated? That's right. They're not going to treat you nice either. If you choose to be kind to others, how do you think they would treat you? Now think if we chose to do this more often, how would our life be? Less stressful? More fun? Easier? I have a lot of questions for you today. Here's another one. If you were mean and unhappy all the time, would people want to be around you? Of course not. Remember, God and Jesus love us no matter what. We can't be perfect, but we should try to do our best. And if we fail, God and Jesus will forgive us. They are asking us to do the same with people we know. If you are kind and try to be helpful to people, will others want to be around you? Of course they will. This is when we can share our faith in God and Jesus and tell others that don't know them yet how they help us with our life. Let's fold our hands and bow our heads for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for teaching us to be kind. Help me not to say or do bad things to others and help us to remember the golden rule. Do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Let us be a light to those that don't know you yet. In your name we pray, amen. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you found me. You have given
Gospel according to Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 14 and 24 through 29. Glory to you, O Lord. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you will give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye. You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Ask, and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are a few who find it. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, 
the crowds were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you all, and have a blessed week. I'll have to say that Matthew 7, 1 through 14, is about as loaded a scripture as you can find. We could be here for an hour. Just kidding. But there's plenty here to learn and understand. And we all, when our kids have stuff, homework that's very fun, we put it on the fridge. This is one that I would suggest that you print and put on the fridge. There's some great reminders here and some very deep wisdom that we can apply to our lives every day. We live in a hypercritical world. It seems that if somebody says something, we never focus on what they have right. We only focus on what they have wrong. And even if they were 99% right, everyone's gonna focus on the 1% that we don't agree with. It seems that we are built to be critical. Some other observations, the traits that bother us in others are often the habits we dislike in ourselves. Another hypocritical statement. That seems to be a theme of this particular scripture and how we treat others. It's easy to magnify faults in others while completely ignoring or excusing our own. One thing's for sure is humans are great at absolutely excusing their own behavior or finding reasons why to justify it. So in this lesson, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but do not notice the log in your own eye? Pretty glaring. And I think the suggestion here is, let's think about this. What would God and Jesus want us to do? Judge yourself first. Pray and ask for help for clarification. Learn to forgive and help your neighbors. Pretty much the exact opposite of what the world teaches us to do today. There was a pearl of wisdom I got from my dad many years ago. I think I must have been in high school or junior high when he told me this but it's stuck with me ever since. He says, think before you speak. It is like an arrow that leaves the bow. Once released, you can never bring it back. So let's think about the, the things I mentioned during the children's sermon. All the social media that's out there and how easy it is to hide behind an alias and just say things with no consequences. Social media, I think, has gotten to be a very negative place. Back in the old days, if you were gonna say something about somebody, you had to go up to them and say it to their face. That took guts. Now, people can hide and say whatever they want and quite frankly lie or twist the words in order for their own thinking to be pushed forward. And this is where we have to caution folks is, do we judge 
before we have the facts? Or do we simply say, you know what? I agree with what they said, even though it may not be true. I'm gonna go tell six other people. And the next thing you know, the next hot tweet is off and running. And it becomes more about how many people retweeted your thought and looked at what you said because you're trying to justify your own opinion. So let's think again about the Bible and what we're supposed to do. Don't tear others down just to build yourself up. Let's think about this. Be discerning. Use critical thinking and something that's not very common anymore, common sense. If something doesn't feel right when you read it, there's probably a pretty good reason why it doesn't. You know that thing, that little voice, the conscience? You'll never convince me otherwise that, that isn't God or Jesus or an angel letting you know, I don't know if you should trust this one. You better be careful. And again, it's not our place to judge, but we do because we're human. But at least take the time to find out all the facts before you speak. Understand that somebody else has a point of view too, and I, I guarantee you, if people really sat down and had a conversation without an agenda, they'd probably find they agree in about 80% of the things that are out there and would have some disagreements on the 20%. But that's where the learning comes in, is where somebody else's point of view may give you a different insight. It's not about judging who's right or wrong, because this world is hypercritical on right or wrong. Sometimes just the sharing of an idea is enough. And think of it this way. What if it was you on the receiving end? How does that feel? Do you get mad, bristle, get angry? Then think to yourself, When's the last time you did that to somebody else? And how did that feel? Maybe it's time to stop that behavior. Which leads us to the next concept, is the golden rule. In everything, do to others as you would have them do unto you. For this is the law and the prophets. Think about it, we have a huge Bible that is a great teaching tool if we choose to use it. But in essence, this simple verse sums it all up, doesn't it? Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. I want you to think about that. Next time you rush to judgment, I want to let somebody have it. Stop. Think. Pray for guidance. A lot of times we say things in the heat of the moment that we regret. And we find out later that a lot of what was told to us wasn't true to begin with. Now we're backpedaling. And then what if we do it to a friend behind their back? What does it do to our friendship? Even if it's somebody you don't know, 
Is it right to stab somebody in the back if you don't know what's really going on? Do you have the facts? Is this consistent with that person's character? If you know somebody and somebody says something bad about them and you've never seen them exhibit that behavior, why would you believe the person that told you without going to the source and at least giving them the benefit of the doubt? Gossip, again, awful stuff. Typically done to tear somebody else down to make yourself feel better. That's not why we're here. That's what the world does. We're supposed to be beyond that. We're supposed to be above that. Are we perfect? Of course not. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And think of our media and all of them. I'm not going to pick out any particular ones because people choose to believe whichever media outlet they listen to because it, it, it rationalizes and justifies their thinking. But they all sensationalize headlines because they want you to watch. And then four or five days later, when the facts truly come out, they retract it, but you barely hear it. It's put on some off time where nobody hears it. And the one thing that you never hear is an apology. It takes a much bigger person to admit they're wrong and face the person they accused when they're wrong. So think about how this very simple concept could change you and others around you and how others would treat you. Let's think about this. Do you have a reputation of don't say anything to so-and-so, then comes the wrath of God? And you all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Or are you the peacemaker? Are you the one that says, well, I don't know if that's true about so-and-so. I'm, I'm not sure if I believe that. Are you willing to stand up for somebody you know to get the facts and find out, or are you just gonna jump on the bandwagon? Find peace, share it. I guarantee you, using the golden rule will simplify things. And you'll find out that sooner or later, the folks that are the ones that try to get things crazy going will start leaving you alone because you don't buy into it and you don't follow it. That leads us to the next thing, the house on the sand and the house on the rock. Now we have to be in the world, we really don't have a choice. But we don't have to be of the world. And I want you to think about that too. Do we buy into every narrative we hear on TV or every first statement somebody says to get a reaction? Or do we have the discernment to say, well, I don't know about that, I'm gonna check on it. Or do we just jump on the bad wagon, as I said earlier, and jump into it? My opinion is right, even though I can't back it up with facts, but I want it to be true. That's not the way we're supposed to live. So let's think about this. The world is the sand. 
being self-absorbed. More me, more me now. Buy it now. I can't afford it. So what? Look at my new stuff. What happens? Stress, anxiety, trying to keep up, keep up with the Joneses for those that have been around for a while. What difference does it make? People try to make themselves feel better by buying into what the world tells them. It's no different than a drug addict. I buy something, I feel good. Then I feel guilty I bought it. So how do I make myself feel better? I go buy some more stuff. And it becomes this up and down, up and down, up and down. None of this feeds their soul. It quite frankly makes it a lot worse. So let's think about the rock. God and Jesus offer us peace, calm. The Bible is the greatest self-help book ever written. And it's been around for a long time and it's still right. Be above the fray. Trust in Jesus. Set an example of how you live your life. There's no better way to show you believe. He'll take care of you. And believe me, you'll stand out. And people who are of the world will wonder, well, how come you're not stressed out? How come you're not having trouble? How come you're not screaming and yelling every time some little thing is said on social media or somebody says something and you don't buy into it? Why are you different? You got a moment? This is something I call a moment of providence. This is why we are here. Listen for these, watch for them. And the Bible says, don't worry, just like Moses. I'll give you the words, but don't pass on the opportunity to help somebody else out. So let's think a couple other things to sum up. We share the peace in church every week. So where am I going with this? Is that where it stops? When you drive out of the parking lot, is that where it stops? Is it one hour that I'm the person my dog and cat believe me to be? And then I go right back to the world? Understand that we share the peace that passes all understanding. It's not for us to try to discern it and give our twist on it. It's to get us above the fray and this has been going on since Adam and Eve, for goodness sake. Have we not learned anything over the years? Sometimes I think we haven't, but there are also times where, you know what? We can get above it. We have the Bible, we have the instruction book, and we can pray. So to sum up, a couple final thoughts. Judge yourself before you judge others. Remember, the plank in your eye to go after the speck in somebody else's. Be very careful in how you present yourself and help others. Treat others as you would like you to be treated. Do you exude peace? 
or conflict. And what you think is healthy for you, for you, or are you in an anomaly, or, or, or that's the wrong word, but to say is, that person goes to church, but boy, look at how they behave outside of church. Does it stop when you leave the building? Or does it go through your life when you see other people the rest of the week? Be the rock for someone that doesn't know God and Jesus yet. By being kind, not participating in all those things. Believe me, people will see it and they will notice. And you don't have to wave a, bag, a, a, a flag or a banner and say, I believe in Jesus, come to me. That's not how it's done. Do it by living your life and following the guidance we are given. And trust me, people will see it and they will be drawn to you. And don't worry, the words will come. There are many of our folks out in the world today that are unchurched and churched. And we know the world is horrifically stressed and full of anxiety. We just came off of a COVID mess for two, three years, and we're still reeling in some ways. If there was ever a time for us to exude strength and peace, this is it. Remember, when you leave church today, you enter the mission field. Amen. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hands than to be I'd rather have Jesus than man's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name than to be From out of the cone, he 
He's all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead than to be a king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dress away. Please join me in reading the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again, and he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the prayers of the church. that our Savior Jesus Christ hears us when we pray, we lift up the church, the world, and all in need. God of grace and mercy, make us wise that we would build our houses on the sure foundation of your word. Open our ears to hear your truth so that we might endure when the storms come. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. You call us to do to others as we would have them do to us. Remind us that your creation nurtures and sustains us and that we cannot survive without it so that we, in turn, might nurture and sustain creation for the flourishing of all. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Make our leaders slow to judge based on their own preconceived notions. Give them open minds and hearts and ears to listen so that equitable solutions might be found to challenging issues. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Jesus tells us to ask and it will be given to us. Today we ask for healing for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit in our community and the world, and especially those who are close to us in our community and families, friends. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We remember with thanksgiving all the saints who imparted your wisdom to us throughout history. May we take their lessons to heart until the time we see them face to face. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. 
Receive our prayers and hold all for whom we pray in your loving arms. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your Spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us peace of the Lord be with you all and also with you. Now the offering prayer. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church. Even when we are physically distant, we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. O oh God, you give good gifts to your children simply because we ask. Now we return our gifts to you in gratitude for your loving care. Bless them to your service wherever there is need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face
And now let's recite the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. And now a closing song from Jim and Deb. Love divine, a love excelling, joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion,
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. For all